You tuned into Talking Business with Beverly, the show designed to provide entrepreneurs with clarity around their overall business through mind, body, and soul. Join our host, Beverly Walthour, as she explores the latest business trends to help you grow your business. Hello and welcome to Talking Business with Beverly. I am your host and business strategist, Beverly Walthour. So thank you so much for joining us as we support you, the entrepreneur, and getting the clarity needed in order to create time and financial freedom in your business. And so we do this by not only addressing your business needs, but also your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, and relationship needs as well. And now join me in welcoming Krishanda Torres to the show. Hello, Krishanda. How are you? Hello, Bev. I am better than I deserve. Thanks so much. Oh. How are you? <laughs> I am well. And so, you guys, I have brought Kashanda on. She's going to speak with us about health. So she's an integrative nutrition, health, and happiness coach. And so we know how important it is, especially us as entrepreneurs, to ensure that we have that balance in our lives. So we want to make sure that, hey, we're not so focused on the business that we're allowing our health to deteriorate. So I have brought in an expert, because you don't want to ask me about health, because I lead you all in the wrong direction. So I have brought in an expert that's just going to kind of talk to us about, you know, how to create a healthy and harmonious lifestyle. But Krishanda, before we actually dive into the conversation, I love to play this game with my guests where I ask them three random questions. So are you game to play the game? Absolutely, Beth. Okay. So Krishanda, uh, my first one, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> That's a funny <laughs> question, Beth. When I was younger, I wanted to be a, I said to myself, I wanted to be an affluential person, and then I changed it and said I wanted to be a judge, but then I was worried that if I convicted the wrong person, I would be murdered, so then I said, no, I'll do something safe and be a, a doctor. <laughs> so we just like, oh, worry about killing folks on the side. Okay, well, there we go, yeah. <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. And my next question, what is your favorite or where is your favorite vacation spot? Believe it or not, Bev, my favorite vacation spot is in my own little backyard with the family. I love it. Oh, my gosh, that's awesome. Nothing like family and spending that quality time together. And my last question, what is one movie that you can watch over and over and over again? One movie I could watch over and over again. I just watched it the other day, and you're probably going to laugh because you're going to be like, that's weird, Krishanda, but I watched The Joy Luck Club. Have you ever seen that movie? You know what? I have not. I have not seen it. <laughs> it is an amazing movie about culture and women and the challenges that women go through regardless to whether they're black, white, Asian, and it's just one of my all-time favorites. You really should check it out. I certainly will. I love uh, asking those questions because I always get amazing uh, things to watch, amazing suggestions. So I have written that down, um, and I'm going to check it out. <laughs> now, I know the listeners are ready to dive into this conversation because this is just so important, once again, when it comes to our health and just making sure that we are maintaining that healthy and harmonious lifestyle. So, Krishanda, um, you know, kind of talk to us just a little bit more about the kind of business that you have. Well, Bev, OTE Inc., which is my company, it's a Christian health and leadership coaching consulting company. And basically, mm -hmm. we focus on the health and happiness of our clients. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 
Okay. And so how is it that you support your clients? How do you actually support them in achieving this health and happiness? Well, interestingly enough, I don't tell my clients what to do. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Unlike a lot of other people may think or do. Instead, I'm actually what you would call their guide on the side. So mm. together, wow. we explore their primary foods. And okay. for those that don't know what that means, that includes their physical activity, their careers, their relationships, and their spirituality. And okay. along with looking at their primary foods, we analyze their secondary foods, which is actually what they put in their mouth. There's a difference between primary and secondary foods. And in exploring how do I help my clients, because I'm sure you know this, Beth, you're not stuffing your face at night with Twinkies just because, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a root cause, you know. So did you suffer trauma as a child, and did food become your comfort, which contributed to your weight issues as an adult? So we do the healing work and formulate a personalized plan that works for my clients. Awesome. Now, okay, you've said a couple of things that have blown some people's minds, so we're going to go back and we've got to kind of uh, peel back some of the layers. Uh, so you made, you made the distinction between primary and secondary foods, and I don't know if a lot of people know that, that it's a such thing. And so, you know, kind of explain when you said some of the things when it comes to primary, the physical, the career, the relationships, um, are you saying those are the things that impact what we put into our mouths or is it more of the, the what's going on with the, the soul, the mind type of thing? Thank you, Beth. That's an excellent question. It's actually both. So mm. It depends. One area can affect the other. If you have great relationships, you may not be overeating, but you may be overeating because you don't have great relationships. So mm. I my clients to deep dive both of those areas because there usually is causation when there's something missing from one of those areas to cause an issue in the other, if that makes sense. It does. And so what were those areas again? You, again, you said physical, career, relationships. And spirituality. Those are what we call in my training primary foods. Mm-hmm. And now this is foods. Oh, I'm sorry. The secondary are the actual, the, whatever it is I put into my mouth. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay, now I know some people looking like, whoa, wait a minute now, when I go to the gym, I co no. Okay, so we're going to have to, <laughs> we're going to talk about this a little bit more. So, you know, when you are working with your clients, you, once again, are, are there conversations that you have? Is it an inventory that you do? Like, how do you kind of get them to, 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 to look at and realize that this primary thing is, you know, does have an impact on the secondary? Well, it absolutely is a conversation that when we're mm -hmm. in a session, again, my job as your coach, as your health coach, is to be the guide on the side. So I'm not going to be doing all the talking in our mm -hmm. session. I'm going to be listening to what you're telling me. And as you're explaining, again, let's say you're saying I'm eating Twinkies every night and I don't know why, I'm going to ask some deeper questions. And then in talking to you about those deeper questions, you're actually going to realize why you're doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just, I, I want them to hear you. Once again, she's not just going to be like, okay, we get ready to, to meal prep for the week. She's going to have conversations because we need to pretty much get to the source of why we're doing what we're doing, why we're putting in our mouths what we're putting in our mouths, pretty much. Exactly. So now, Krishanda, this is a very unique approach to, uh, you know, when it comes to, to our health and wellness. So how did you get started with this? Like, how, how did you decide that this was an area that you wanted to support people my mother, Bev, mm -hmm. was the reason I 
decided to become a health coach, and I'll try not to get too emotional on you about it. Mm. Um, my mother was the earthly anchor of my soul, and she went to be with the Lord in 2016 due mm. to ovarian cancer. Mm. And so there was a nagging question that just kept playing over and over in my mind after she left. Like, mm-hmm. was there something I could have done? Could we have done something differently to change the narrative? Mm. And it was because when we used to accompany her, when I used to take her to her chemo appointments, when she would finish chemo, they would give her cookies and orange juice. Mm. And I couldn't tell you why at the time it troubled me in my spirit. Mm-hmm. But as I began my own health journey, the epiphany happened, or what we like to call an aha moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I began to understand for myself that food is medicine. Mm. And if, if I had known that then when she was not well, I, I keep mm-hmm. asking myself, well, if I had known that food was medicine, if I had known that sugar actually feeds cancer cells, ah. maybe the outcome for her would have been different. And so that's what ignited my passion. My mom wow. not being able to help her, not being able to change the trajectory of what happened with her, maybe I can do that for other women. So powerful. And that's usually, you know, when someone, when we go into entrepreneurship, there's usually a personal story there. And so that is so powerful. And the fact that that kind of sat with you, that moment of, okay, they're giving her cookies and juice. And then as you started doing that research and realizing, because a lot of people, what you just, something you just said, I pray that that actually helps someone and it causes someone to think. When you just said, you know, sugar feeds cancer cells. And so prayerfully, someone that's listening is like, whoa, wait a minute. And, you know, that will open them up to realizing that just like you said, food is medicine. And so what is the mission of your business? My mission, again, based upon what happened with my mother, is to honestly, Bev, it's to play a crucial role in improving black women's health and happiness Mm -hmm. and to be the medicine that helps black women heal themselves. And I know Mm -hmm. that. Some people would say, well, you're pigeonholing yourself into a specific market. No, my mother was a black woman. I am mm-hmm. a black woman, and mm-hmm. I want to help transform our community so that no one else has to go through what I went through. Powerful. Oh, my goodness. Powerful, powerful. And so when people, when your clients come to you, like what's usually the tipping point? Like what is it that makes them say, you know what, Krishanda, I something has to change? What's usually going on with them? Usually they're overwhelmed, <laughs> definitely overwhelmed, Uh overworked. And so they have let their self-care fall off of their to-do list. And so in letting their self-care fall off, they're no longer eating like they should. They're no longer sleeping like they should. And it's now spilling over into their professional area. And so they're like, I have to do something. And so here I am. How can you help me? Wow. Okay. That. Oh my goodness. Okay. So they have noticed, and they are feeling that overwhelmed and overworked. That they're feeling overwhelmed and overworked. And then you mentioned that word self care. Yes. So that piece too. So they're they're recognizing as well that that self care piece is not in alignment, or it, it doesn't even exist. It doesn't exist. They're burned out. They think, and I don't know where we got this mentality in society, especially with women, that self care is selfish. But it's mm. not. Self-care is actually essential because, Bev, you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk, what, what is your definition of self-care? Because I think some people, there's a, um, 
there's a misconception about what that word means. So what is your definition of self-care? For Krishanda personally, mm-hmm. a good book and a cup of tea is self-care for me. <laughs> But, I love you know, it. Uh-huh. <laughs> everyone is different. Self-care mm-hmm. for you may be, it may be getting your nails done. It may be mm-hmm. not talking on the phone for the day. It's whatever you feel you need to do to rejuvenate and recharge yourself. And that's it. That's key right there, what you just said. Um, because I, I think some people, and this is just my observation, when it comes to self-care, we automatically default to, okay, well, Krishanda, I don't have a day to spend at the spa. Krishanda, I can't take a, a vacation right at this moment. So they automatically default to it has to be something where they have to go away. Sometimes they may, but it's, that's not the whole piece of it, correct? Like it could be you literally, like you, and you mentioned this earlier, maybe it is you taking a step back into your backyard yep, correct. to decompress or go to the park or something like that. So it doesn't have to be anything extravagant or expensive, oh, correct? Yeah, absolutely not, correct. And it could be something as simple as walking down your block to, and to clear your mind. And that's why I think for some people, that's where this whole, you know, well, that's, that, that, that's being selfish because now I'm taking time away from the kids or I'm taking time away from the hubby or whatever. So just like you said, and I love because you take this holistic approach because even that's some mindset stuff because you said something that was key. You know, you can't pour from an empty cup. And so a lot of times I think as women we feel like we have to go, 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 go and take care of everyone, and then we end up being last. Wow. Wow. And so the the other piece that you said, um, you know, when it comes to self-care is you take a holistic approach to that as well. So once again, when if it's self-care and it's me getting my nails done, say, for instance, I'm like, you know what, I just need to step away and get my nails done. That That's what I'm doing for my self-care that day. Are there other pieces to this self-care? So, you know, is it like a, a physical part, a mental, a spiritual, financial, you know, piece to when it comes to, to self-care? Absolutely, Bev. It it really varies from person to person what they mm-hmm. determine they need and those, mm-hmm. those key areas. Um, for some, the spirituality self care is you know worshiping and fellowshipping. Mm-hmm. For others, okay. it's Hold just on. reading. Hold. Repeat that because once again, some people think it has to be something like I said. I have to leave outside my house. Repeat what you just said. Absolutely, Bev. For those who want to do spiritual self care, it could be something as simple as worshiping and fellowshipping. Wow. For the physical, as we talked about, it could be them taking a walk or just sitting on their back porch with a hot cup of coffee <laughs> with the sound of nature, just quiet because everything is so busy during the week. And so now they've finally taken 15 minutes without the kids, without the hubby, mm-hmm. without anybody, and they're just listening to God and to nature. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mentally, I love it. I mean, it depends on, again, what you need, Beth, but for mm-hmm. mentally, it could mm-hmm. be not, not being on the phone. I, I need to reset, so I'm not going to take calls for the next hour while I take some self-care and get my mental well-being together. Mm-hmm. And I love, and I wanted you to give those examples once again so people can see <laughs> and that we can eliminate that excuse. Well, I don't have time for self-care. I, like I said, I don't have time. I can't spend all day at the spa. Krishana just gave you some things that you could do, <laughs> you know, and it doesn't have to take all that. It depends on what it is in that area that you need for yourself. And once again, because she said it's very individualized. So, Krishana, this is absolutely amazing. And so we're going to continue this conversation right after these messages. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with more Talking Business with Beverly. 
Rachel Christina's Christian coaching firm focuses on women who are looking to solidify their identity, unlock their purpose, and unleash their authority as a kingdom ambassador. The Lifestyle Cleanse program focuses on identifying toxic behaviors and thought processes hindering your growth. The program will plant new seeds of truth and promise from the Word of God. To learn more, visit Calendly.com slash I am Rachel. That's Calendly.com slash I am Rachel. Norma McClatchlin is a certified master coach and the CEO slash founder of Chosen Path Christian Coaching. The Free to Choose Forgiveness documentary has a call for forgiveness stories. If you have a story that will provide hope and freedom for those held in bondage of unforgiveness, we want to hear from you. Email your 10-minute high-quality video of you telling your story to firstladynorma at gmail.com. That's firstladynorma at gmail.com. Are you a woman who is ready to reclaim your she power so that you can become more bold, fierce, and free? Kimberly Brown, the worth specialist, can help you. My Power of Self program is designed to help individuals do just that. To learn more, visit calendly.com slash coachkimmyb. That's calendly.com slash coachkimmyb. Hello and welcome back to Talking Business with Beverly. I am your host and business strategist, Beverly Wadauer. So we are having a powerful conversation with Krishana Torres. She's actually an integrative nutrition, health, and happiness coach. And so before the break, she was just speaking with us about some ways of incorporating self-care uh, into our daily routine. And all of that, you know, is tied to our health. And so Krishanda, for you, um, why do your people find it challenging to create this healthy lifestyle? Excellent question and a very simple answer. Mm -hmm. In this technological age, Ben, information is everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. But the challenge in health coaching is not information. Mm. You, can, you can Google how to lose 10 pounds. You can Google mm -hmm. how to put sugar. Mm -hmm. What you're paying a health coach for, what you're paying this health coach for, is the transformation and the mm. Wow. 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 And so, you know, there's this, I, and I, now I'm speaking for myself, so it's probably some other folks out there too, but I'm not even going to lie. I'm talking about myself now. So when I say, and I, when I think healthy, I'm thinking the food's not going to taste good. I'm thinking that, uh, you know, I have to be in the gym two hours a day, five days a week. And anybody got time for that? So, Krishana, I need you to dispel some of these myths around what I just said to help somebody else out. When it comes to the the holistic approach, when it comes to, you know, the healthy lifestyle, because you mentioned something that was huge when you mentioned sugar. And I know some people are like, oh, did she tell me I need to give up sugar? So just kind of talk to us about how, you know, the, our mindset plays a role. Because once again, what I just said, anybody got time for that? Okay, but you got time to drop dead. You know, you see what I'm saying? So kind of talk, talk me through and talk us through some of those myths that I just said and kind of how we need to shift our thinking when it comes to leading this healthy lifestyle. Well, Beth, I can give you three things anyone can do today mm. to start creating a healthy lifestyle that are absolutely free. All right. So the first thing is they can drink half their body weight in ounces a day of water. It doesn't cost okay. you anything. You don't have to be in the gym for that. That's the mm -hmm. start of your health because water being properly hydrated is the foundation of your health. You'd be surprised so, at how many Amer 
I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and how does that actually help with our health? Like uh, me drinking that water, what does it do for my body? Well, your body is met. 70% of your body mm-hmm. is Mm-hmm. So, and you drinking the required amount of water a day that you need, you're hydrating yourself. Two of the best mm-hmm. aging secrets are drinking enough water and getting enough rest. And again, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ladies, did you guys hear that? Did you hear what she said? <laughs> so, ways to combat anti-aging: water and rest. rest. And I'm okay, not I love that. I'm not talking about the the three hours of sleep. I'm talking about getting that deep restorative sleep, like seven to nine hours a night. Oh. Oh, seven to nine hours. Of, okay, wait a minute, because you, you're blowing some people's minds, Krishana. Hold on. You, gotta give, you have to give us a second to process this. Okay, you said seven to nine hours of rest Correct. per night. Now, is that, let me ask you this. Is that uninterrupted? And what I mean by that is, can I do, uh, you know, uh, six hours and then take an hour nap sometime in the day? Is, is, is that how that works? Does it need to be a cumulative seven hours? <laughs> <laughs> it should be, but I know some people's schedule doesn't permit that. But mm-hmm. you want to, at a minimum, get the seven hours. And the reason why is your mm-hmm. body needs to recharge. When you're sleeping yes. at night, that's when your cells are replenishing. And mm. so if you're not giving yourself enough time, it's kind of like the, the, the soil. Mm-hmm. The soil mm-hmm. is nutrient depleted. But if we turn it over and, you know, give it time to reset, it will replenish the nutrients that it's missing. It's the same with our body. Your body mm. is the best machine that God ever created. It's, it's a self-rectifying machine, but you have to do your part. And that, again, begins with simple, free things like hydrating properly. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised at how many Americans are actually dehydrated and they think it's something else. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, and y'all, do you hear today? So, I, look, I'm getting ready to say this out loud. I'm getting ready to make this commitment. Okay, at least seven hours of rest. Mm-hmm. So, me going to bed at 2, because sometimes I go to bed at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I get up at 6.30. That, that, that's a no-go. Y'all, I'm telling them myself. Okay, so, Bev, get in the bed earlier. Okay, Father, mm-hmm. I hear that. And then to half my body weight, in, and you said in ounces, correct? In ounces a day, yes. A, per day in, of water. Okay. Okay. What and else you have for us? No, go ahead. To talk to the water piece, Bev. I have a lot of clients that get overwhelmed when I speak to them about that because they're like, oh, my God, that's a lot of water. So mm-hmm. a simple way to do that, I don't mean drink 80 ounces. For me, I weigh 165 pounds. So I don't mean mm-hmm. 80 ounces in one sit. You can mm-hmm. do simple things like set an alarm on your phone mm-hmm. for every two hours and you drink one mm-hmm. bottle of the one bottle of water. By the time 7 o'clock that night comes, you have completed your water intake for the day. Easy. Mm. And so do your clients, I know that there are some bottles that are out there that are actually marked. Do your, are those helpful? Do those help some people? Like it may say, uh, I've seen some bottles where it says, okay, once it's full, like it's little lines and stuff on the bottles. And so it's like, okay, this is your goal for today. And then they just sip on that same bottle throughout the day. Is that healthy or should it be a fresh bottle or does it even matter? It depends on the client. Some people, gotcha. it's a psychological thing. If they have a jug mm. on their desk, mm. it's hard for them to commit. Mm-hmm. Some people will use a cup and fill up mm-hmm. three or four times a day, or other people will use that, the standard, you know, 16.9 ounce uh, plastic bottle of water. It's okay. easier to drink one of those, like mm-hmm. 9 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 7 p.m., versus having that uh, one-gallon jug on your desk. It just varies from person to person. 
Gotcha. So it's almost like a little mind thing, like, hey, okay, okay, okay. So that was the first thing, right? She said she's going to give us three things a day. So we're going to drink half of our body weight in water because, once again, that helps to keep our body hydrated. That also, um, you know, just ensures that because, of course, dehydration, that's a whole, some other issues that that can cause. And then also seven to nine hours of sleep. Yes. Okay, I think I can do that. <laughs> I think so. I think I can handle this. Okay, what else you got for us? And the third thing, Bev, again, free. So you don't mm-hmm. have to be in the gym. You don't have to pay for a membership. You can do a brisk walk for 30 minutes, five days a week. Okay, wait a minute. 30 minutes, five days a week. Okay. And so you know me. I have Bev got to be complicated over here. Okay, Krishanda. Does it, you know what I'm getting ready to ask. Does it need to be 30 consecutive minutes, or can I do two min, 10 minutes in the morning, 10 at lunch, and 10 at dinner? Like that type of thing. Break it down after I eat. After you. Well, it doesn't have to even be after, after you eat. It doesn't even have to be after you eat. Um, I have clients that like to do it as soon as they drop off the kids. You know, mm, they, mm-hmm. they do their 30-minute walk up the block and come back. Mm-hmm. Because, again, they're practicing that self-care and they're managing mm-hmm. Okay. to get that workout in. Or okay. you can... You can do it at your lunch hour. I always encourage mm-hmm. my clients who are in the corporate setting to try to do something at their lunch hour. Mm-hmm. You need that mental health break. Yes. Okay. So I need to carve out 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Okay. Okay. 30 minutes straight. <laughs> Five days a week. Yes. Okay. 30 minutes. Okay, okay, check on me. Just make sure you check on me, Krishana. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so the water the rest, and the walk. Yes. I could do this. I, I've just given you three of the seven yes. pillars. Gotcha. So you guys, once again, so these are things, and, and I always say when I bring on guests, I want them to be able to give my listeners actionable steps. So that was just power. That was powerful what you just shared with us. And you guys, once again, do not walk away from this conversation that Kashana and I are having without implementing this, start small and then can grow from there. Okay? Now, one thing that you did not mention, um, and I, and I want to talk about it a little bit too, um, you didn't mention the foods that we're putting in our bodies because we know that that's also, are these the things that you just talked to us about? Are these the primary? I want to make sure, is this the primary foods? Is that part of the primary food? The drinking water. Okay, so that's in my mouth. So that's yeah. secondary, right? Correct. Okay. See, I'm, I'm listening. Look here. I'm taking notes listening. and everything. Yes. Yes. <laughs> your um, brisk walk is primary food because that's your physical activity. Mm-hmm. And, and then the rest. Exactly. That, okay, see, look, I'm a good student. Okay, now I just have to implement. That's all. <laughs> Correct. Now let's touch a little bit on... The, the food side, and this part I know, you know, it, it, everyone is different. You know, it, it depends on their body and all that stuff. But one thing that you said earlier that struck a chord with me is we live in the age of technology, and we're oversaturated with information. So, Krishanda, you know, I'm online and I'm scrolling, and scrolling on the gram, I'm on Facebook, and I see the keto diet, I see the Atkins diet, I see the you can't do this diet, did it. For someone that is serious about their health, you know, what do you say to them when they are like, okay, I'm serious about this, this weight loss journey? Um, and so, you know, they're, they're doing their research, and the, before they, they come across Kashana who can help, you know, have that accountability. 
and that transformation, what do you say to those people when they're like, okay, and, I, and they may even come to you and say, okay, are we going to do the keto diet? Are we doing the Atkins diet? Are we doing the all-meat diet? Like, what do you say to them about the, the foods that they're putting into their mouths? And once again, and you guys, we're, we're saying this, everyone is different. So she's just mm -hmm. talking about her experience with her clients and all this stuff like that. So what do you say to them? Well, first I explain because everybody's coming with some type of nutritional plan that they've researched, correct? Mm-hmm, yes. I explained to them that there are over 100 dietary theories that I've actually studied. And then mm. I, what I found, and what I found is, like you said, it boils down to the term that we use in my training uh, called bio-individuality. Mm. So what that means, Bev, is what works for Bev may not work for mm -hmm. you. You know, the keto diet may work for you, and the blood type diet may work for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What a great gotcha. thing to do what, what we're supposed to do, what I do, is I'm actually going to take the time with the client. I'm going to, again, listen, because that's, that's key. I'm going to listen to my clients, and we are, not me. I'm not going to tell you, because, again, I'm your guide, not the same mm -hmm. with the guide on the side. Mm -hmm. We're going to formulate the plan that will work best for you to achieve your desired health goals and outcomes. Wow. I love it. I love it. And so, do you guys hear her? <laughs> and what's he in there? You mentioned, did you say it's over 100 dietary? What did you say with that? So there's over 100 dietary theories that I've actually studied. That she studied. So, you guys, and that's key, too. You want to be really careful, especially when it comes to your health and, you know, you're aligning yourself with a health coach to ensure that you do your research. Because as you can clearly hear from Kashonda, she is absolutely amazing at what she does. But she's learned this stuff. This is her craft. This is not something where she said, okay, this, you know, she saw this, this company and she's going to sell this pill or whatever. No. <laughs> so you just want to make sure that this person has a healthy knowledge of when it comes to your body and all that stuff like that. So I just wanted to make sure that people heard you and hear you and realize the skill and expertise that you bring to the table. So now, and this, you may actually actually just answer this question. So what makes you different from the other, because there are all these other health coaches out there, health and wellness coaches. What makes you different, Krishanda? Thank you, Bev. Of course. Uh, number one, I'm a Christian health coach. Let's start there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Number two, I specifically service the African-American community. Mm -hmm. And number three, as we talked about overall, the transformation I help my clients achieve starts with improving their primary foods. Mm-hmm getting to the root cause of their secondary food issues and helping my clients explore their own bio-individuality challenges. And in doing so, I help them create a healthy, harmonious lifestyle, not only for them, but for their families as well. Because, you know, when mama Ooh. ain't happy, mm. happy. There we go. That, that, and I love what you just said, Krishana, because that's an amazing way to, to kind of wind down this conversation. But also uh, establishing new generational norms because for a lot of us if we look back in our history and our, our family tree if there's anything that's going on with us health-wise we can usually trade more than likely we're not the only one so what you just said and the way that you support your people also helps them to shift some of these things that may be a part of their bloodline absolutely we say or i say that genetics loads the gun right they say mm -hmm. But lifestyle was actually what pulled the trigger. Mm. Wow. Wow. Do you, can you repeat that? Just repeat it. Just repeat it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Genetics loads the gun, but it's your lifestyle that pulls the trigger. 
powerful, powerful. And just reminding us that there are some things that we can do to control this narrative. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, Krishanda, believe it or not, we are out of time. So, please share with our listeners, because I know they want to follow up with you, find out more information about you. So, what's your email, your website, and your social media handles? My, thank you so much, Beth. My website is uh, com, and it's spelled okay. K R Y. S-H-O-N-D-A-T-O-R-R-E-S dot com, all one word. My email is info at com, And my podcast series, Cheers to Your Help, can be heard on the Anchor, Spotify, and Google podcast platforms. Awesome, 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 awesome. Once again, Krishanda, this is a very powerful conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Beth, for the opportunity. You're welcome. And we will have more right after these messages. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with more Talking Business with Beverly. Norma McClatchlin is a certified master coach and the CEO slash founder of Chosen Path Christian Coaching. The Free to Choose Forgiveness documentary has a call for forgiveness stories. If you have a story that will provide hope and freedom for those held in bondage of unforgiveness, we want to hear from you. Email your 10-minute high-quality video of you telling your story to firstladynorma at gmail.com. That's firstladynorma at gmail.com. Rachel Christina's Christian coaching firm focuses on women who are looking to solidify their identity, unlock their purpose, and unleash their authority as a kingdom ambassador. The Lifestyle Cleanse program focuses on identifying toxic behaviors and thought processes hindering your growth. The program will plant new seeds of truth and promise from the Word of God. To learn more, visit Calendly.com slash I am Rachel. That's Calendly.com slash I am Rachel. Are you ready to become the extraordinary leader who fulfills God's plan and purpose for your life? At J.W. Smith, we offer a transformational virtual five-month leading on purpose coaching and development program. We can help you discover your purpose, turbocharge your influence, and enhance your leadership presence. To learn more, visit www. Dot jwsmithassociates.com that's www.jwsmithassociates.com Hello and welcome back to Talking Business with Beverly. I am your host and business strategist, Beverly Wathauer. And so now we have moved into the part of the show that I call Beverly's Six-Figure Framework Tip of the Day. And so with this particular uh, segment, portion of the show, I just go in and I provide tips and strategies and resources um, and ideas that I've used myself to to scale my business over six figures and that my clients have also used as well. And so I am a business strategist specifically for Christian female coaches who are looking to create financially successful businesses without compromising their Christian values. So yes, I am that person that does believe that as a, specifically as a Christian that you can be financially successful. Um, and so once again, these are just strategies that we have implemented, that I've implemented, my clients, all of that, uh, to help them achieve amazing results in their coaching business. And so this information, you know, certainly if you are service-based, in this particular topic that I'm going to speak about today, this is very specific to service-based individuals. 
specifically for those people that have to do sales calls. So they actually speak with people first before they take them on as a client. So that's what this particular um, segment uh, for today is. And so what I mean by that, there are people um, where they will reach out to me because once again, I, I have a very active uh, social media presence and so uh, there are questions that are in my messenger so whether or not it's people that are in my Facebook group which my um, Facebook group is called highly successful Christian female coaches and consultants so if you are a coach or a consultant Christian coach or consultant definitely check us out on Facebook so you know very active community there and then my client roster and then just stuff that I see just on social media and so this particular question and this particular topic is something that's very um, that I see quite often and so I certainly want to address it and so with this particular topic once again this is for those that have to take sales calls and so there are, there are people that are like well Bev you know I get people on sales calls like I'm able to book sales calls but they're not always closing or they're not closing them at the rate that they desire to close them and so they're always asking okay am I doing wrong what am I doing wrong what am I doing wrong what am I doing wrong and so this is that conversation for you and so I'm just going to provide you with just a couple of tips that you can implement to help eliminate that so that you can raise your conversion rate when it comes to sales calls so first and foremost you know your the the sale happens way before you ever get on the call with someone period like it's things that you need to ensure that you're doing beforehand before you ever get on a call with a person and so by the time they get on the call with you like they're ready to they're ready to move forward they're just trying to figure out which one of your offers which one of your services they want to move forward with so those are the people that you want to hop on a call with you not the people that are shopping around not the people that are just saying hey they're tire kickers like oh I was just checking the seat none of that no these are the people that you want to have on a call with you and they are ready to move forward and so you're hopping on a call with them to make sure that you want to work with them so that is the mindset that you want to walk into this thing with and so what I mean when I say you know the sales ha the sale happens way before they ever get on a sales call is first it starts with your presence and so you know whether or not you're you know you have a, a offline you know brick and mortar or if you are in the online space you want to kind of do an inventory of what does my presence my space so whether or not it's the physical space or the online space say about my business and my brand does it represent is it cohesive you know um, you know the things that come out of my mouth is it cohesive with what they see with my brand so whether or not my printed brand my written brand any of that stuff my visual brand is it cohesive so you want to do that inventory first and just ensure check out your website is your website user-friendly are people able to navigate it you know is it do they have to do 15 clicks to schedule a call with you do they have to do a million clicks to do something on your page if so then we need to get that corrected because that's one of the entryways that people and one of the things that people check out you know when it comes to your digital footprint so ensure that your website is user-friendly and then now let's move over and even with your website just ensure that the content is geared towards your ideal client it's not about you so even your about page is not about you <laughs> so certainly make sure that you know and that you realize that that you're even making that about page actually about your ideal client 
Okay, so once again, you've done inventory of your website. Your website is inviting. Once again, it's user-friendly, all of that amazing stuff. The next step, check out your social media pages. And I know, well, man, this is my page. This is my personal page. I can do whatever. You say what you want. But once again, people are also checking out your social media pages. We know that employee, uh, employers are checking out your social media pages. So it's no longer that day and age where this is my private page and I can do whatever. You, technically, you can. You really can. But remember, people People are checking you out. And so if you are an entrepreneur, you want to ensure that it's cohesive as well, that your social media pages represent you. And so that's the beauty of social media. So whatever your personality is, allow that to shine on your social media pages. It is okay. It is okay that it shines. Allow for it to do that. Allow for it to shine. Okay? And so once again, when they're on your social media pages, can they tell who you serve and the results you help people get? Can they tell that by reading your bio? Some of us, you know, you're, use that. Use your social media pages to optimize things. Use your social media pages to talk to your ideal client. So once again, from that bio, can they tell who you serve and the real results they help people get? You know, uh, as they're scrolling through your social media pages, so whether or not you're Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Snapchat, any of that stuff, can they get a feel of who you serve and the results you help people get by looking at your social media pages? Can they tell that? Can they tell that? Because a lot of times, you know, with your social media pages, that once again, that's another front door to you. And so a lot of us, we're doing some things on our social media pages, knowing that people, potential clients, potential collaboration opportunities, potential just opportunities, period, could be using that to check you out, and your pages do not represent you. So once again, you have stuff on there that, that might be questionable or you have things on there and content on there that does not speak to your ideal client. So if that is you, let's switch it up. Make sure that your content speaks to your ideal client, especially that content that's geared toward them. Now, I am such a, a, a huge supporter of your social media pages being a mix of business and personal so that they get to see the personal side. So, for instance, me as a business strategist, like I'm more than just a business strategist. You know, first of all, I'm a woman, for, first and foremost. I'm a child of God. For, well, I'm a child of God, first and foremost. So people can tell that from my social media pages. I'm a woman. So people can tell that from my social media pages. Uh, they can tell that I'm a daughter, that I have nieces and nephews. Like They can tell that. They can tell from my social media pages when I'm out and about. They can tell that I'm a TV and radio show host from my social media pages. They can tell that I'm an author from my social media pages. You see what I'm saying? They can tell that I'm a speaker. So they can see all of these things about me from my social media pages so that they see that I'm more than just a business strategist. But when I am speaking specifically to my, my, uh, my ideal client, which for me are Christian female coaches, once again, that are looking to create financially successful businesses. So these are people who are not looking at their business as a hobby. I mean, so I don't address, hey, those of you that see your business as a hobby or those of you that see your business as a side hustle, you will never see me use those terms because my people are serious about their business. They're serious about building a legacy, building empires, things that they can leave down to their children or people in their family. They can actually pass this business on. So I'm very specific about that because, once again, the sale happens before the sales calls. So people are not going to hop on a sales call with me if they're seeing their business as a side hustle. So you see what I'm saying? That content that I'm 
I'm putting out, they get to see that. So we know right now video is huge. So you'll see live streams on my video, I mean on my social media, so people can see my personality, so that they have that ability to see that Bev is the real deal. They can ask Bev a question, Bev is able to answer it. And if Bev doesn't have the answer, she'll be able to get them the answer. So this is what I mean when the sale happens before the sale. This is also, we know about the customer journey. So they get to check me out. They get to investigate me. I actually encourage people. So if someone sends me a friend request, so if you send me a friend request online, let me know how you know how you found me. But I will ask, you know, what about my page made you want to connect? And so anyone that indicates, you know, well, hey, I see that you're a business strategist for Christian coaches. That's me, and, I, and I'm ready to really and truly, you know, scale my business to uh, $10,000 months, $20,000 months, $40,000 months. Like, I'm ready to do that. And so some people, they get really excited, like, oh, okay, this is awesome. You know, here's the link. Let's schedule a call. I don't do that because once again, and I encourage them, hey, check my page out, you know, get a feel for me because I'm not the coach for everyone. I'm not the strategist for everyone. And I let people know because I'm very, you know, I'm very uh, straight to the point, but I do it all out of love because I want my people to be successful. So I tell them, you know, check me out, watch my video on this, so on and so forth, so that they get an idea. You know, hey, join my Facebook group. They get an even better feel of me inside my Facebook group. So you guys don't be so quick to give out your link to, for people to set, schedule a sales call with you. Now, if it's a coffee chat, that's different, but a sales call, hey, you know, be very selective. So, you know, they've checked me out. I've, been, I've encouraged them to check me out so that they get a feel for me. Hey, check out some of my testimonials because if you're on my social media pages, especially Facebook, there's testimonials every single day that I share so that people can see that I'm the real deal, okay? And so, you know, that's part of the sale before the sale. So anytime that I'm speaking to my ideal client, I speak to who I want to work with. So once again, you know, when it's time for them to, like, they, they're like, okay, Bev, I'm ready to book the call. So the same thing, ensure that your content is drawing in your ideal client. And so if you notice, my people, they have to apply to actually speak with me. So there are some questions that they have to answer. So the same thing, those of you that do sales questions or sales calls, check out the questions. Are you actually pre-qualifying them before they get on a call with you? Are you actually pre-qualifying them? Are you checking to see that they're actually serious? You know, hey, what are your challenges? You know, what are the challenges for me when it comes to, you know, helping my clients sign more coaching clients? So, you know, what challenges have you faced with that? Because I want to see what's actually going on. Hey. What have you tried to do to resolve that? Because I want to see that they've actually put some effort into this thing. You know, um, you know, why do you feel like that didn't work? Because I want their mindset to see if they're blaming other people or if they're actually saying, hey, this is the reason why. So they're actually reflective of what's going on. Those are key and huge things when it comes to coaching and me coaching them, you know, as a client. Uh, you know, I let them know, hey, are you looking forward to moving uh, today on the call? Because that's another thing that my calls specifically are for those people who are actually ready to move forward, you know, that day and actually working together. Because remember, they should have checked me out before they got on the call with me. So they should be ready to move forward. They just need to know which one of my offers is a good fit for them. Okay, so that's another thing when it comes to sales calls and cutting down on those people hopping on the call with you that are not ready. Okay, so now we made it. I read their application. I see that they're a good fit. If I see that someone's filled out an application and they are not a good fit, then I will message them and say, hey, you know, I'm going to go ahead and cancel this call that you have. You know, this call is specifically for those people that are, you know, dedicated to their business building legacies. They want to create $10,000, $20,000, $30,000 plus months in their coaching business. And, you know, and based on your response to this question, I feel like you're not ready for this particular call because these people are ready to move forward on the call. But, hey, I do have a free Facebook group. Here's the link. We would love for you to join. Just make sure you answer the three questions. You see how I do that? So once again, taking leadership.
taking taking control, taking back my time and making sure that I'm getting on the call with people who are ready. Okay, so now it's the day of the call, and as we get on the call, once again, set the tone. Oh my goodness, thank you so much for joining us. You know, we've done the small talk. You know, thank you so much for joining us. I just want to remind you again the purpose of this call. The purpose of this call is for me to see, you know, what's challenging you in your business, what you tried, you know, why those things haven't worked, and then, you know, if I feel like it's a good fit, I'm going to invite you on a call. Is that okay with you? You see? And so once again, that's me in there, you know, hey, letting them know, setting the tone for the call, okay? And then um, when it comes to, you know, them saying yes, and like, hey, you also noted on, on, the, on the application that you would be ready to move forward if we both agree uh, that this is a good fit. Is that still the case today? You know, and they say yes, okay, cool, we move forward. They say no, okay, well, you know, let's go ahead and we can certainly reschedule it, you know, when you're ready to actually move forward, you know, financially as well. And so once again, taking the leadership. So once again, if someone indicates that they're not ready, you guys, or, you know, the, as you're setting that, that tone and you're setting that precedent, because they may say, oh, you know, I I was just, you know, here just to shop around. I have a couple of other people that I want to speak with as well. Oh, you know, in that case, once again, let's go ahead and uh, go ahead and cancel the call here. You know, this once again is for those people who are ready to move forward with me right now. Definitely go check out those other people. You know, and once again, go and check out my social media. Check out my website. Come join us in my Facebook group. Once again, me taking the lead with that and letting them know and setting the tone. So like I said, that now cuts down even more on those people of, of saying that they can't move forward. And then as we proceed to the call, so we go through the call, once again, we have those conversations. And once it's time for us to present the offer, then once again, most of them, nine times out of ten, they're ready to move forward. Now for me, those that do not move forward on the call, it's because, or at that moment, because they were thinking they were going to do one level of service, and then as we had a conversation, they realized they wanted another one, which was at a higher price point. So at that point, we put down a deposit, and then we may move forward. Or they may say, Belle, I do need to go, uh, you know, and I want to go ahead and grab the funds or whatever it is, and that's fine. But you guys, you want to also make sure. So if you're hearing people that are saying, hey, not right now, or let me call you back, or I need to speak with my spouse, those are all objections. objections. And, or if they say, hey, I don't have the money right now, you know, that whole I don't have the money right now, we could have already eliminated that, or that should have already been eliminated at the very beginning. So, you know, we shouldn't have that as one of the reasons why they did not move forward. And so any of those objections that they give, once again, take leadership. Do not be afraid that they say, I need, to I need to take time. Oh, hey, well, do you mind if I ask you what is it that you need to think about? You know, take that leadership. Just dig and see what's going on because you can use that for yourself to help yourself improve on what it is that you are doing as that, uh, um, as that, uh, that service provider. So that way you can improve next on the next call and improve on your content as well so that you're not calling in people who are not ready. So those are the tips that I have for you when it comes to, you know, you're getting on sales calls, but people are not moving forward, Bev, what am I doing wrong? So those are all things that when you implement those things, that should really improve your conversion rates when it comes to sales calls. Now, hey, if you have any questions or, hey, Bev, how can I work with you? Hey, Bev, you know, what suggestions do you have for me? Then, like I said, certainly feel free to check me out. You can go to my website at www.beverlywathour.com. Or you can send me an email at Beverly at BeverlyWathour.com. Or you can find me on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, um, you know, at Beverly Wathour on all of those social media platforms. So you guys, once again, I pray that this is helpful. And I want to thank you once again for joining me on Talking Business with Beverly. Take care until next time.
Thank you for tuning in to Talking Business with Beverly. Join us again 